This is Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. That's fine. Hello. It is Wednesday. It's morning sometime. It's afternoon sometime, depending upon when you hear this or if you download it on many of the places you can do that. You can hear it anytime, and it might be a whole different time. It might be 85 degrees when you hear this. I don't know, uh, nor, nor do I care, and I'm tired of the news. I'm tired of sadness and madness and death and destruction and emotion and dumb politicians and the continuing, never-ending garbage thrown our way. Therefore, the stories I have lined up, well, to, just to begin things, are about about television and a couple of things we should highlight, plus some remarkably stupid people um, in the news today that uh, and the things they've done. And uh, we have, there are two very famous rock stars retiring from the business, and it's about time. Um, so we have um, uh, many and varied things to run by you. First of all, <clears throat> last night, I think after Wheel was on, and I have a story about Wheel and one of their puzzles, which is causing a an internet you know flip out because the because the puzzle oh, no. did not match the 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 a category and uh, uh, Sajak had to common. come out and kind of you know uh, defend the entire thing. It's just so stupid. But first of all, uh, in 1984, you know sitcoms went through a big change the past decade. They stopped with the laugh tracks. Shows like uh, 30 Rock and Parks and Rec became uh, the pinnacle of what those sitcoms or sitcoms these days were about. And uh, the 80s produced a number of things, as did the 70s. Uh, there were, you know, Cheers and Seinfeld and... Um, just all those shows that were so great back in the seventies, you had you had you had just a you know ton of of great shows. So last night I was sitting here and by accident I had NBC on after Wheel, I think it was, and uh, somebody at NBC thought it would be a good idea to reboot Night Court, which was oh. never funny, oh, yeah. not God. not for a second. And this thing rolled out last night, and I watched it for about one minute. I think there were about three dick jokes in the first minute. The majority of the cast from the first show, uh, Harry Anderson was the judge. He's dead. The only person I believe that is there from the first first run is John Larroquette. And so he's back in the role, and I watch this. It's like some kind of a some kind of a time warp they have a they have a laugh track all that you know fake laughter which is i guess to inform you when to laugh it was the unfunniest worst thing i've seen in a long time i don't know who thought this was a good idea um 84 that was a long time ago almost 40 years ago and so who is it do they think is going to be the audience for this show Right. John Larroquette isn't funny. He's an arrogant douche. Um, you know, Fraser Crane was an arrogant guy, but he was at least smart and funny. And John Larroquette is neither in this role. Night Court. Don't waste your time. It's just awful. And it shows you how 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 endlessly desperate 
network TV is to find something that works. This doesn't. Now, I may be wrong and they have huge ratings, but I, I, I just can't <laughs> even imagine how that's possible. Do y'all recall ever watching that show and going, just a guffaw until you puked? I liked it all right. I re- remember it. I remember Harry Anderson, and he was the only funny one on, I mean, sort of. He was a magician. And I guess I watched By some. trade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, I saw the, the preview of this thing, and I'm like, like you, I thought, who who's going to watch this and who cares, and why are they it's, doing it? It's just it's just horrible. So then I went uh, down to the downstairs to watch some more TV, and I've been watching the teasers for a show called Kunk on Earth, and the actress that plays uh, Philomena Kunk, C U N K. They're testing their you know boundaries here. Uh, she was the actress in Afterlife that played the character of Kath. Uh, Mr. Gervais wrote the show, and she played a kind of a dim-witted and sad and lonely uh, journalist for this small-town newspaper in England. And so the teases have been out for about two weeks now, so I thought, I like her. Let's see what this is. It's called Kunk on Earth. Five <laughs> episodes. So I hit the button, and... I, I don't know how to explain. Um, the headline from one of these uh, reviews that I, that I found says, this is Netflix's uh, funniest show in ages. I'd say it's one of the funniest shows I've seen in 20 years. Wow. It is impossible, unless you have no sense of humor whatsoever. If you like uh, English humor, let's say that, you know, Monty Python may be the they may have set the bar for that kind of humor. Uh, Gervais is right behind them. There have been other comedians, but the English have a different sense of humor. It's very dry and, and, and very cynical. So she plays a reporter type who does a, a mockumentary on the civilization uh, on this planet and how it began. And she takes us from cavemen in through the development of uh, just how how things unfolded in history. There are only five shows, which means that they probably will have some more. I watched the first four, and I stopped to save one more for tonight. I haven't laughed like this in a long time. This began as her uh, as this as this a character on a BBC show in some shorts the past couple of years. And so uh, they took those shorts because they were so good and expanded the role. And she is the moderator of this mockumentary on Netflix. And she's very dry. She doesn't ever break herself up, which is just kind of hard to believe. But the humor in this, I, I can't even describe it. Therefore, I have... Uh, Wes has some audio pieces that I found last night. It um, There are people that uh, played along. Um, they are professors. They're experts in their field on art and music and history. And so she interviews them to validate some of the things that she's trying to discuss. And, of course, the questions are patently absurd And these people that are involved knew that this was a mockumentary. 
they did not know what questions were coming up. And they're really, you know, highbrow intellectual types. And she throws this stuff at them, and they don't know how to act or react. But I'm telling you, uh, we have two, two pieces here. And I can't imagine that anybody... I've read some some uh, reviews from the from, from from those that you know do that, and from people that have watched it, and to a person, they rave about this and say it's the funniest thing that they've seen in a long time. Now, unless you don't like British humor or satire, you will find this to be one of the most. God, we need to laugh, don't we? And this is, well. Let's play one of these, the uh, first clip from Kunk on Earth. This is um, the actress. Her, what's her name? I have, I, um, uh, Diane, Diane, Diane something. Uh, Diane Morgan. And she's been in, in some films before and has worked with a Gervais, but she was most well known for the three seasons of Afterlife. And she wasn't really that amusing on that show. That wasn't her role. In this one, it's remarkable how how dry and how she pulls this off. Here are, is a is a clip. We have two clips of her interviewing some of the experts on things she has questions about about how the Earth has evolved. Roll the first one, Wes. Which was more culturally significant, the Renaissance or Single Ladies by Beyonce? They both have their period. Um, they both have their time. Um, Beyonce I'm rather fond of, but what the Renaissance was trying to do was to reform culture as a whole. And whatever Beyonce does, I don't think she's quite got that ambition. So what, the, the work of a few straight white men just blows Beyonce out of the water? Is that what you're saying, on camera? Why are pyramids that shape? Is it to stop homeless people sleeping on them? I don't think they had many homeless people in ancient Egypt. Oh, did they not? No, no, people looked after each other, I think, and, yeah. and helped each other. Right. I suppose it's good with rain as well, because it'll just roll off. How did Egyptians build the pyramids? Did they start at the top and work down, or start at the bottom and work up? They had to start at the bottom and work up, because it would be impossible to start at the top and work down. Whenever you see medieval times, there's this sort of annoying hey nonny no music playing constantly. Yeah, pretty you know, much. That, that music, you know, that sort of... Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, there's a lot of that. Where's that sound coming from? Couldn't they switch it off? So how did they mummify people? Talk me through the process. Um, you get your dead body and you, you lay it out on um, a table and then you wash it and then you start by removing the brain and then they would cut open down the middle of the body and they would take out anything that they thought would rot and then they would cover it in salt and dry it out and then they would wrap it in bandages and then that would be a mummy. So the kind of spa treatment that Gwyneth Paltrow has on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh my God! Oh. That's that's just that is uh, two minutes. That's a sample. Now this uh, second one, um, she brings up Elvis, uh, 
it might take you a little bit of time to settle into what she is doing. Uh, to see it is even funnier. How this, how she, how she doesn't, you know, break herself up, and how these folks being interviewed don't just fall to pieces with laughter, is it is just just incredible. Uh, here is part two of this new show uh, on Netflix. Philomena Kunk doing some more interviews. Here you go. The Olympics, athletes had to compete in the nude. So they did compete naked. And um, there are writings about this being quite an erotic sight in some cases. With wrestling, with all that wriggling about, they'd have seen right up their bumholes and everything. Couldn't they censor it for people watching it in the auditorium? Modesty patches or something. Modesty. Or ask people to close their eyes each time someone bends over. <laughs> I think that probably wouldn't have worked, but you'd have seen right up their bumholes. In some cases, people might have done. Did Zeus really approve of that? Was Beethoven good at music? Yeah, I mean, he's considered to be the best composer of Western classical music ever. Beethoven wrote that song that goes, da-da-da-dum, da-da-da-dum. What do those lyrics mean? Um, well, it's a really strong orchestral motif. It's just the word dumb over and over again. Is it a dig at his audience or is it German for something? With the Beethoven symphonic music, um, it's all just instruments, so there are no words to these pieces at all. No lyrics? How are we supposed to know what it's about if it doesn't have lyrics? It's literally meaningless. Why was it so dangerous to show Elvis from the waist down? Was he naked underneath, like a pervert on a Zoom call? <laughs> he wasn't naked. He moved his hips around a lot in a, in a very sort of uh, sexual manner. And there was a lot of anxiety that young women yeah. might, be, might be a little bit too turned on yeah. by Elvis. People were prudish back then, weren't they? If they saw his penis, they'd probably have a stroke, wouldn't they? Probably. I don't think that would have made it onto the meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's not a joke. What's funny about that? If they saw his penis, they'd have a stroke. That's no laughing matter. We're talking about people's lives here. <laughs> I'm entering a cave, not by mistake or because I'm a wolf, but because I've been specifically asked to come here by the producers <laughs> to look at cave art. Cave paintings like these are one of the first examples of civilization on Earth. Don't worry, it gets better. <laughs> Early cave artists started out painting whatever was close to hand, like their hands. Then they branched out into stories, initially just boring stories about cows standing still. But soon they began creating white-knuckle fight scenes like this. Humans versus cows 2D. To a caveman, this was the thrilling equivalent of Fast and Furious Part 7. <laughs> <laughs> Human versus cows. <laughs> You've got to... Uh, um, she goes to um, all these places all over the world, various countries, and walks among the ruins of this, that, and the other, and um, uh, she, she goes everywhere. And she... The, whoever wrote this, and she was one of the writers along with a few others that work with her. It's it's just, uh, uh, it is so well done and so funny. It is, it's it, it kind of comes to life when you see it. 
and then she narrates all of these things. And then she has one of the experts, you know, that they kind of pop on and she asks them those absurd questions. Right. And I just urge you, if you want to laugh yourself, I mean, I don't know what, if some people don't get uh, British humor, um, I, I, I don't know. Wes does and um, mm-hmm. likes and that kind of stuff. That's and funny. this is and this is perfect, and that's just about a you know four minute um, set of clips there. But it, this is 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 so funny that there's not much time to laugh because the next sentence is, is going to be just as funny. And when you see her do it entirely deadpan, she never smiles. It's all straight, as if she is entirely dumb and lost. Um, it's it is. It is worth your time, and it is worth the laugh. Philomena Kunk, the name, uh, just start right there. Uh, it's um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just really really good. So I hope you will uh, find the time. It beats the piss out of watching Night Court forty years later. <laughs> I can't believe uh, they even read. She's it's hilarious. So bad. Too. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but back to Kunk on Earth. She's just hilarious. Even if you don't know who she is, and, and you and you look it up, and if you haven't seen Afterlife, she just she <laughs> just makes me laugh. Sorry. Well, but uh, she's on the show. She's um, kind of lonesome and sad, and she's not one of the main main characters, but she has her her little moments in there. Oh yeah. But this one, she really breaks out, and she is the star, and the ones that are being interviewed are also stars. Um, are there, they're, they're, they're not stars, but they're part of the cast. Uh, Kunk on Earth on Netflix. One of the funniest shows that has been out in a long, long time. And I, I promise you, I, I mean, unless you, I'm trying to think of what the exact opposite would be of that. Well, Night Court. If you found that <laughs> funny, you won't find this funny. So, just, you know, make your choices. But gosh, it is hysterical. And I'm, I'm going to watch them all again. It was that funny. There there are, are only five. They're a half hour in length. And surely they will do more of this. It probably was not... This probably cost them a good bit of money. Because she goes to all of these spots on the globe. And then does her... But it also is a bit of a, a, a teaching element. Because she runs through history. And um, the part about Jesus and about uh, the Bible which she can't pronounce. She she says Bibble. She doesn't that's, know how to how to say the word. And she has the a Quran and the Bible and then she tries to uh, compare them which is not going to work out. But it is it does educate you a little bit about the how things um uh, progressed in the world over time. I'm not sure where it stops. Maybe the British Revolution and when we became America but boy, it is a sarcastic and cynical uh, look at the world through her eyes, and uh, uh, it's just—it was great. In a minute, two big stars are retiring; they're walking away, and boy, it's about time. We'll do that. We have other things to look at. You know what the weather is? It's nasty. The TV shots I've seen—there is nobody on the roads. Uh, except those that just have to be. So uh, be careful. It really is a mess out there, and there's more to come. So have a good day. Thank you for joining us. Text, if you'd like, 878-9420. Those can include text for lawyer bill tomorrow at 730. 
So jump on in there and text and um, speak up, and we will uh, look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, here's you too. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. All righty then. Um, I mentioned that two big stars are calling it quits. I saw this this morning. It was like it was a gigantic deal. Uh, the Osborne family. That would be Ozzy and Sharon and their little Sharon. And they are sitting around and Ozzy, he has to... He announces that he can no longer tour. He is retiring from touring because of his back. And because he has destroyed his body for so many years, he just can't do it anymore. It was pretty pathetic uh, there, and, I guess, sad for some people. Um, but the kids were kind of teary-eyed, and so was Sharon, and enough already. So he, um, he, he really can't go on stage. And that is a very a demanding thing to do. Ask Mick yeah. Jagger. Yeah, who's you know who has who stays in incredible shape, works out like an athlete every day, and then runs around that stage forever. Uh, although they have cut out using all the ramps and stuff like that, and Mick just dances and and does that stuff in place a lot. But Ozzy cannot his uh, his uh, back is so jacked up from that accident four years ago he can't do it. But he made a pretty good record, and he can still do that. And and they're going to be on on TV again. Yeah. Oh boy, that's coming up. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a a gift from above. Doctor Phil is stepping down from his gig. He's the evil spawn of Oprah, <laughs> and he's been on TV for twenty one years, spouting off his advice and nonsense. So he is out of here. And we'll be doing something else. So if you like him, he'll be available to do something somewhere. So Phil is done. Ozzy is done. Wednesday is a TV show on Netflix based upon the Adams Family uh, show and two movies uh, that affected or, or touched a number of uh, generations. And it, it was it's a huge hit on uh, Netflix. The gal that played the original... Wednesday in the TV show. What a nice uh, revival you would think that would be for her. Uh, but yeah. she's retired too because she's dead. What happened to her, Wes? Uh, she died after a, a fairly long illness. She was on life support and her family decided that she wasn't getting any better. And so this uh, happened over the weekend. She died on Sunday, 64. Lisa Loring was her name. And yeah, she was, like you said, the young she was six years old when she played Wednesday Adams on the TV show and uh, she would go to the conventions and the fan did the fan circuit sort of thing and it's really sad that this happened when it did because yeah. she would have been so much more in demand this summer no kidding yeah, yeah well I don't recall her ever being a prominent part of that show do you she was just kind of always there just, just she just was being there weird. And, she, and she had her moments i mean she famously did the dance scene with lurch and <laughs> a couple of other you know bits and pieces but yeah i mean the stars of the show were morticia and uh, gomez yeah okay well so another one bites the dust um on a different note in entertainment who would you think has the biggest grossing tour of all time is that for this current one or for 
for past tours, Sid? I don't know if they're. This is the goodbye yellow brick road tour. So I just said said who it is, but yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, I I don't know if they're adding up money from all time. I doubt. Maybe it. their current. I think maybe their current tours is what they're saying. But his farewell tour has grossed eight hundred seventeen million dollars, two hundred seventy eight <laughs> shows and counting, and he's still doing the tour. Um, well, he hasn't done two hundred and seventy eight shows the past year, so that. Not, no, be. not year. This, but the tour has been going on. It started in September of 2018, um, and arenas 2018 to 2020 put on hold because of the pandemic. But then cranked back up the first half of last year. A friend of mine saw him, said it was great. So he is number one. Do you want to know others who are right behind him, or not necessarily? Yeah, but right I don't. Behind, yeah, but, yeah, but it's hard to know how far this goes back because that that number of shows for Elton could cover the past 10 years. So I don't know why it doesn't say in more specific how long this is, how what they added up. I think maybe this means... On top. Yeah, well, I think I think it me, me, just means current tours because it mentions his Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour. He um, hadn't done 278 shows in the past year. So that's well, a little no, bit screwy. It started in 2018. Oh. So that's, yeah, well, yeah that's, they're just... They're, so they're counting the tours no matter how long they're go- stretching over the years. Okay, let's guess. Um, is Kiss on the list? No. Kiss is playing to, I understand, uh, some half houses, and they're slowing down because people have already seen this act for 50 years and enough already. So who are the all-time biggies behind Elton? U2 is third. They're 360 tour. They haven't toured uh, in a long time. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's that's the weird thing about the. I don't know. I, but Guns and Roses, their current tour is called Not in This Lifetime Tour, and they're mm. right after you two. The Stones, a bigger bang tour. Now that's old, isn't it? That is. Yeah, old. way old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe this is all time then. No filter. Uh, or hold on, the Rolling Stones, bigger bang tour and no filter tour. How can you add two? Roger Waters, know. The Wall, live. Well, is they're number probably eight. like five and six or whatever. They, well, yeah, you're, they're, you're right. They're five and six. ACDC Black Ice World Tour is number nine, and Metallica World Wired Tour is number ten. Those are probably all time or something because that's yeah, they must be. Which yeah. means that this list is going to be changing all the time as ticket prices keep going up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. And they will. I guess that makes sense. I don't know because uh, you two hadn't toured in at least four years, so uh, that doesn't make much sense. Do you know who, I, I didn't tell you who number two is. Uh, One of your favorite people, Ed Sheeran. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but I what see a gift young man. Yeah, he, <laughs> he appeals to young girls and, I, and people that like it. it he's, 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 he writes good songs, I guess. I don't know. I, I just don't find him that, that talented, but uh, that's just me. Um, Wheel of Fortune, America's Game. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves Pat Sajak. Everyone loves this whole thing. I don't know how long Pat can keep doing this. I think he signed a new deal last year to do it three more years or something. Um, It's one of the easiest gigs in show business. He works about four days a month, and they tape all the shows. And I guess it's every other Thursday they tape. So um, he and Vanna are still on there and still doing it, and... 
how long does Pat want to do this? He has plenty of money and doesn't have to work that hard. There has been a contestant that called out Pat on the show for an unfair puzzle. All right. After okay. this went down, Pat went on to Twitter or someplace and said that the kid has a point. Uh, the categories are always put up there, and they don't always, not that I watch this every night, but they don't always <laughs> match did. up to what the uh, category is. A kid named Ben Tucker was on from California, and he mocked the show on air and to Pat's face for putting a puzzle in a weird category on an episode last Thursday. He was having a hard time uh, guessing the mystery phrase during the bonus round after he had already won on the show. He ran. He, he didn't have, have time. It went eh, and he didn't win. The puzzle was in a category called Fun and Games. It had a four-word answer, which ended up being Taking a Quick Jog, which is oh, neither a fun... It, it's, <laughs> okay. it's not a game. No. So after it was revealed, he didn't huff and puff about losing. And he uh, pointed out to Pat that people that run would not consider their jog a good time. <laughs> he says, I don't think that jogging is fun in games. And Pat said, oh, well, there you go. And kind of, you know, shrugged off the thing. Because you really d d don't want to fight the kid, you know, on <laughs> yeah. the show. Right, what do you yeah. want to say? Uh, so Tucker held firm to his conviction that jogging is neither fun nor a game. Uh, and the audience kind of gave him some support and a thumbs up. That wasn't bad. Pat said after that, and it says here, strangely. So they kept that in because the audience backed the kid, which means they were dissing Pat and the puzzle. So he got some validation from all of this when they posted a clip of his exchange with Pat on Instagram. And Pat says he has a point, and uh, so whatever. Uh, and the kid spoke out, and uh, whatever. And so that that's what passes for news these days. And this kid wrote on his thing uh, that nothing beats a good old uh, fashion game of jogging to underscore <laughs> his, his point. He, so he he, was, he called him out. I remember watching that now that you say the, the answer. And he was kind of a wise ass trying to be funny the whole show, that guy. So when he said and that, I was like, you're just Pat sometimes likes that and he sometimes <laughs> yeah. uh, does not like it. Yeah. Uh, because Pat's the ultimate wise ass and he can spot one right. quickly. And I bet that there has been some editing done before, or somebody mm -hmm. has been stopped because they were getting getting too 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 cute. I can't imagine being the person and people that have to come up with these puzzles endlessly, endlessly. So that that's their job, and uh, probably is a pretty good gig to have. But uh, sometimes they mess up. There are I found some, um, I guess dumbasses is the appropriate word. And it's not real news, thank God, because we really can't take much more of this, can we? Um, this headline caught my attention. Random person finds dismembered male genitalia in a gas station parking lot. That wow. would get your attention. Okay. Uh, a lady is charged she, uh, in the theft of a million and a half bucks worth of chicken wings from a school district. Okay. People... Uh, these two parents left their baby behind at an airport Oops. because the kid didn't have a passport 
and they just walked off and oh left him in a, sitting oh there on the thing and flew away to Brussels. Not, not, not really Well, it's good. Brussels. I'm kidding. Well, all right. So we'll get back to, uh, to, 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 to some of that, that nonsense. Uh, text line 878-9420 after a, 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 a few tunes here. Phil Lanott, the great singer and lead man from Thin Lizzy. Did a couple of albums by himself before he died. One of the good tunes from that, it's called Dear Miss Lonely Hearts. Phil Lanott, this is Drake Digital. This is Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. This is a, I'd say gruesome little tale here from Mobile, Alabama. It doesn't end well, and I suppose there's no way that it could if somebody is at a gas station in the parking lot and there's a dismembered penis lying on the parking lot you you have to wonder immediately well uh gosh where did that come from so they called the police and they came out and yep it was it was there Uh, (laughs) okay and so what do you do i guess you get some pictures uh, the MPD uh, looked into it, uh, not as a murder or as an assault, but it belongs, they believe, to a guy who was on his motorcycle involved in a fatal accident on the nearby interstate, Gosh. which would suggest that he came to this gas station first. <clears throat> they issued a uh, press release. Um, this was this past Monday. And... Officers responded to an accident, a crash on his bike. And when they got there, he was dead. I suppose he bled to death. But I don't, these pieces don't fit. Um, How did the thing end up at the gas station? Did it fly through the air and just land there off the interstate? It doesn't make any sense. By itself. Right. Uh, Ooh. Well, I, I don't know. It, uh, it was uh, severed in some fashion and lying in a gas station parking lot. He was riding his bike on 65 to I-10. He was thrown from the bike and hit by multiple vehicles. Oh. That's oh, nice. Oh. Oh. Um, only one of the drivers involved remained at the scene until the cops showed up. They're trying to locate the other people involved. Good luck with that. Uh-huh. But it doesn't explain still how his... How his deal ended up on the gas station parking lot—that's a mystery. I, I, I don't, I don't get well, that if, at all. Well, if if vehicles are hitting, if, I mean that's so gruesome. I don't even want to say it, but if multiple vehicles are hitting it, hitting something, then things can separate and be somewhere else. Yeah, but, I mean, but was vehicles. he wearing pants at the time? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and did his dog have some wings on it, so it flew to the gas station? I mean, it seems like sense. if you, it seems like it'd be a hand or a foot, not that. Well, it was that, and uh, it's probably in the evidence mm. room now, in a very private place where it needs to be left alone. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's just wrong. In that's Chicago, that. bond has been set for this woman accused of stealing a million and a half bucks worth of food, primarily chicken wings. She worked as a consultant for a school district in Cook County. Uh, She's in her late 60s. She began to work there in food services in July of 2020. And looks like that she was carting off 
cases of food. And they finally uh, busted her. She placed hundreds of orders for food items, among them 11,000 cases of chicken wings, through the school's main supplier. The orders were placed separately from the school's legitimate orders. So she was ordering her some wings on the side, yeah, and, when they, and uh, when they popped her, uh, she had a million and a half bucks worth of food, mainly chicken wings. You know, wings are good, but, you know, damn, calm down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but right. she, but if you've priced chicken wings or chicken in, these days, it's not cheap. So she um, got her a good thing going on, but you're going to eventually get caught, and she got caught. So there's two real, real dumb people, and this one is just kind of hard, hard to fathom. Couple in uh, at the at an airport in Israel had their baby with them, and they're going through security. Uh, then they had their Belgian passports. They were detained by police, and if they tried to leave their baby at the check-in because the kid didn't have a passport. They arrived there to fly to Belgium. Didn't have a, a anything for the kid, which seems to be a little bit pushy to me. He'll just sit in their lap. They refused to pay for a ticket. They seemed to have just went, um, okay, bye, and left the kid in the stroller as they walked off to the airplane. Airport staff watched this go down, called the police, who found the parents and took them in for questioning. Why did they leave the kid at the airport check-in? Uh, they just didn't want to fool with it. What? It's The, yeah. the airport people say, we've never seen anything like this before. We couldn't believe as we watched them walk away from this baby. God. Um, they were late. They wanted to make their flight. And the kid, uh, he'll be all right. So th th that's a new one on me is that kind of nonsense. I don't understand it's that It's not at all. under 12 is free. <laughs> I no. mean, you know. But a baby God. can be carried in your lap and doesn't require a seat, it would seem. But that's not what they thought. So uh, there you go. Uh, who's this woman, Wes, that, was, that is, a, is a, um, a serial stabber? This is a pretty odd story, too. Yeah, this is a, you decide who the dumbass is. Uh, Chanella Williams is her name from Chicago. She was uh, charged last summer with just slashing this woman who was walking home from the beach uh, in June last summer. The uh, victim knew who she was and pointed uh, pointed her out. She's the one driving the red Kia right over there, and. Uh, <laughs> She just was walking along and bumped into her and swiped and stabbed her. So the prosecutor said she, this woman returned to the car, drove away without saying anything after she did this. Witnesses called 911. She got arrested. She, uh, they tracked her down through the license plate on her car. She paid bail, $2,000 bail deposit to get out of jail to, to wait uh, trial, which is still pending. Uh, but she got back in court on Monday to face five new felony battery charges because she did it again. Just a series of them. She stabbed two senior citizens that were eating lunch uh, with their, their grandkids. God. Yeah, and she she just it's pulled into funny, the parking lot, same red Kia, got out uh, and stabbed them, and then left again and drove off. And then 
there were some people that took pictures of her, so they got her ID. But about 20 minutes later, she pulled into this other place and stabbed a woman in the leg as this woman was walking down the street carrying a plant. The victim said that ID'd her and uh, described her and said she had a knife with an ivory handle and a blade about three inches long. And then later, uh, this woman made a U-turn on the block, parked next to a woman on the sidewalk, and stabbed her in the back. And then went back to her car and just drove away. Issues. (laughs) <laughs> it's is with is something. that your bucket list? <laughs> what? I just to stab people? I don't, I don't know. Maybe don't a know. hobby. The, but the, it's there were cameras everywhere in Chicago, so they arrested her the other day. The police found an ivory handled knife with a three or four inch blade when they took her into custody. So uh, she's been ordered to pay twenty thousand dollars to get out of jail this time. But the judge who did that also held her without bail until the judge who's overseeing last year's case can look at uh, all of these new allegations. Uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. She's yes, just crazy or on she, something. Yeah, and this yeah. was all in one afternoon that she did this. All four of these or five. I of mean, them. we all have have you know visions of doing and just that person needs to be stabbed. But it, but you can't. You, that's against the law. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. But, but she didn't know these people. They were just there. Random stabbings. They were yes. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay, go Everybody eat has your their hair own or something I, crazy. I don't understand that. I, well, I don't know. Uh, the Dallas Zoo update for the day. They had some, they've had some really strange things happen there that they can't explain. Uh, this happened, I guess, in January, all of these incidents. There was a, some kind of a, a, um, a, a bird of, of rarity was found dead. And then one of the big cats, either a cougar or a panther or something, went missing. You would have to guess that the thing jumped out of the cage or somehow got loose. And then uh, two of their little monkeys went, they were gone too. So you can maybe think about, well, I wonder if this cat ate these monkeys. The monkeys were found in a strange place. I don't understand any of this. What's the story, Sydney? This is weird. Yeah, it is weird, and it doesn't really say much. They were found in an, ab- in an abandoned home after they got a tip. I mean, I guess somebody maybe was walking down the street, and they you know walked the by, is. you yeah. know, and saw or heard something and said, hey, and you know, let's call someone. Uh, but it was just uh, some abandoned home south of Dallas. They were in a closet. They were safe, but they were in a closet. They've been returned to the zoo. Nobody's How did they been, get there? I, I know I it doesn't. No arrests have been made. Um, they, the, like I said, they've they've been returned. They to ride a they bus. Sa- they say that. <laughs> I mean, somebody had to obviously put them there because they say that like these kind of monkeys, they don't typically, they're not, they don't typically go far from you know where they live or where they you know from their spot at the zoo. So it was, they have no clue still. And and then nobody's strange. been arrested. Yeah, it's Very there's strange. not there's not an answer. So it's <laughs> well, just, just chilling in the closet. At least they found them. Uh, <laughs> yes. This breaking news this morning from ESPN and the NFL website: Tom Brady has decided to retire for good. Is his quote? He made this announcement uh, this morning on social media. Of course, he did saying he wouldn't change a thing about his career. He's 45 years old. 
he announced he was he was going to quit last year on the same date, <clears throat> February first. Mm. Then he changed his mind forty days after that. Um, then his life went south with a divorce from his wife, uh, which is uh, just just sad. Uh, but I th- I think for his own you know safety and it was time for him to walk away. And anybody who watched him play this year probably agrees that he's going to either get hurt or continue to um, not play that well. But there were some things involved this year. A new head coach, a bad offensive line, and receivers that weren't weren't great. And they, they what did they end up going? Eight and eight or something like that. <clears throat> but he finally has uh, seen the light. And he made a very a polite uh, statement about the entire process that he had a great career and he thanks everyone for supporting him. And uh, he won the Super Bowl seven times. God. Um, that is it's something time. to be proud of in sport. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an MVP in the league three times. Uh, he's, you know, he was, he is probably the all time greatest if you go by the numbers. But when you play for that many years, you're going to end up having some pretty good numbers. Uh, so he thanks his family, his friends, his teammates, his competitors. Thank you guys for for me uh, to, to have this dream. I wouldn't change a thing. I love you all. He's done. Done, done. It's time for him to be done. So now you wonder, he is not going to be in the poorhouse. He will begin broadcasting for Fox next year. In some capacity, he has a deal with them for three hundred something million dollars on top of what he already has in the bank. God. So do not weep for Tommy; he will be okay. But he made the right move. He's forty-five years old, and your body just does not work the same way. Um, and the zip on the ball, and he, and your arms—he's just—he did everything that anybody could ever wish to do in that sport, and then some. Yeah, and then some, and it's time to walk away. So, congrats to him. I sure hope he doesn't decide in a month that he ain't done yet. Just go home, dude. Take care of your kids. You know, get your wife back uh, if she wants to come back. And maybe she doesn't. Uh, But anyway, uh, that is the breaking news of the morning in the world of sport. The Super Bowl is not for another, what's today, the first? So, it's a week from this weekend. And the hype has already begun, and there's only so many things you can say about it. But the media is digging for stories and trying to find it. It's it's one more football game. So I guess we'll all watch it, I, I guess. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, coming up in a moment, I have a few things here that our parents told us that ended up being complete lies. <laughs> Parents raise you and they tell you mm-hmm. stuff to keep you in line and you grow up and just realize how they told you stuff that just wasn't true. What did you have? Some quotes from people, Wesley? What was that? I've got parenting tweets to go oh, right parenting with what you're tweets. Well, then we're right, right, right there on the same page. We'll come back and uh, play with those. Your texts, 8789420. Send us a, a comment, a note, whatever you wish to do. This band had one hit in the 60s. The lead singer of this band was a guy named Donnie Iris, who went on to have the hit Aaliyah. 
some years later. This song was a huge hit. I recall playing it as a baby DJ. The band, The Jaggers. This is the rapper, Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. People are uh, talking about things that they grew up believing because their parents told them this stuff to make them behave or do something right. And they ended up being complete lies. Thanks. Um, what is the line from Cat Stevens' song, uh, uh, Father and Son? By the time I could talk, I was ordered to listen. Interesting line there. Hmm. And so we, um, they gathered together some of the things that you believe that, that your parents said that were complete and utter BS. And they're pretty interesting, and some of them I, I haven't ever heard before. There's, of course, the one about not getting in the water after you eat for a half hour because you'll, you'll get get all cramped <laughs> oh, up and die. That's right. bullshit. Oh, that. yes. That's totally wrong. Uh, here are some of these. And then uh, Wes has some more things about parents. They said that it was uh, against the law to drive with the lights inside the car on in the car. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. Right. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a distraction, I guess, but yes, it's, it isn't it against is. the law. Uh, number two, good grades equal success. No, no I don't think so. They were told that there'd be lots of people that were trying to convince me to do drugs everywhere I went. I have never literally been offered any drugs. It's they're and, and they're too, too expensive. That's one reason why you shouldn't do drugs. They cost too much. Um, the ice cream man is playing music to let you know that he's out of ice cream and will be back later. That's just wrong. <laughs> that's just mean. That's the that's just that's just being mean. We don't have a favorite child. <laughs> now, p- people that have you know more than two. I've always read that they do indeed have a favorite, but they never say but it out loud. My so. friends say they do <laughs> in the in secret. You well, know, yeah, I, I guess. I used to do this, uh, and I d- don't do it anymore, but it was a habit. When you crack your knuckles, I was told that it would make my 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 uh, fingers really big and cause arthritis. So you shouldn't ever crack your knuckles. I don't have any issues with it yet, but there's still time. But, yeah, that's Here, fake because it lets yeah. air in, in there. It's not a bad. Well, I used to do it constantly, just like that. Too. <laughs> Sitting too close to the TV makes you gay. Now that's true. Oh, really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. Or go blind. If you're if you're nice to people, they're nice to you. It says here. Then it says bullshit. <laughs> people perceive kindness as weakness and will attempt to take advantage of you over and over again. I don't believe that. Unless, well, well, some people are just assholes, some. and it doesn't but, matter yeah. if you're kind to them or not. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, if you keep making, you know, weird faces, and if you cross your eyes, they'll get stuck like that. Yeah. Santa Claus. That's all it says. He he's (laughs) he's he's not real. Forget about it. Drinking milk will make you taller. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, That they were told that. Bales of hay were actually cow eggs. 
I've never heard that before. Never heard that. My grandmother used to tell me this all the time, that eating carrots keeps your eyesight healthy forever, which is an absolute lie. No, it was made up by the uh, British Army. Eating Do carrots. Do tell. Oh, yeah. because the story? They, they had they had radar, and so they were able to detect German planes coming in to to do raids and bombings, and so they were able to see them coming through the radar and have you know, their defenses up and their fighters up to, you know, fight them off. But they didn't want to tell everyone, you know, we've got radar. That's how we know they're coming. So they said our pilots eat a lot of carrots, which improves their eyesight. Wow, propaganda as adults during wartime. Great. Also, that uh, bread crusts give you pretty curly hair. I've never heard that before. Uh, next one says, your family will always be there for you. That depends upon the family. <laughs> that could be a threat, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can go either way. Um, when my kids were young, I told them that we hadn't invented color until the 60s. <laughs> That's why the old TV shows were all in black and white. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I had them going for a while. Lol, it says. Um, <laughs> there's no need to worry about going to high school because Armageddon is coming. There's no need for college or planning on the future. And no need to save any money for anything in education. Last <laughs> sentence, I have two kids that went to college and graduated. So their parents were didn't want to mess with all that stuff. Um, they, these kids were told that their parents knew what they were doing. They, they said, we know what we're doing. <laughs> then the kid says, no, they fucking didn't. We're all making it up as we go along. And that's the truth. Every day is a whole new world. Oh, yeah. So there you go. What did you have from parental? I've got some things? of the best parenting tweets from the past month. <clears throat> And we start with this one from Natalie, who says she asked her 11-year-old kid, what do you want to do for your 12th birthday party? And she said that, I want a potato book party. Didn't know what that was, asked what that was. And the kid, 11 years old, going on 12, says, just something I came up with. We serve six different types of potatoes. Everyone brings their books, and we read. Genius. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Nice, this one, nice going. This one from Tony says, My 17-year-old just dumped his girlfriend, and now he's attempting to get his hoodie back. He's in for one hell of a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And from uh, Mary, my friend said she didn't want to have kids, so I went right... Uh, my friend said she couldn't wait to have kids. So I went right over, turned on the kids' TV uh, cartoon shows, hid the remote, demanded a snack from them as I sat on the floor and cried when she gave me one, left Legos randomly all over the place, and tried to flush a Barbie doll down the toilets. Oh, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, one awkward mom on Twitter says, whenever my kid is about to do something he's not supposed to do, he says, don't look at me, and that's how I know he's not cut out for a life of crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's at least one good thing there, okay. As mom says, they need to have a birth control commercial with a kid in the back seat screaming, what's that? And a driving parent yelling, I can't see what you're pointing at, and just repeat that until everyone is crying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's uh, see, this dad, Dad Moon Rising, says, my daughter just dyed her hair turquoise, and apparently has mm. no idea. She subjected herself to months of me asking if she's still feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> Said that just <laughs> There's a 
few more here uh, from Ariana. My eight-year-old. Mommy, do you know what uh, cinnaval fluid is? That's what keeps your joints gliding. If we didn't have any of that, it would hurt to move. Isn't that amazing? Also, my eight-year-old. I am only wearing underwear and one sock, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, she's confused. She's little. Kevin, the dad, says my one-year-old is starting to get mad at this baby that keeps smiling at her. She smiles at the baby. The baby smiles back. She raises her hand to the baby. The baby raises its hand, too. She tried to hit the baby, and it tries to hit back. That baby in the mirror is real trouble. Mm. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Sarcastic Mommy says, My kids sure do make a lot of plans for being people who don't know how to drive themselves anywhere. Amen. Yep. I'm there. <laughs> and we've got two more here. Uh, this guy, Hal, says, the road, to, uh, the road to parental sanity is paved with all of the things you swore you'd never do if you ever had kids of your own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then this last one I like from Rachel says, if your teenager throws uncomfortable questions at you that demolish a piece of your soul and make you want to dig a hole with your bare hands that you can promptly burrow into, it means they feel safe enough with you to even ask. So good job. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, this, so this story just, just uh, popped up here. This is sad. Uh, Three Dog Night, <clears throat> as anybody who's ever heard this show, um, they were a huge, huge band. Uh, in, in the 70s. And like many bands, well, let's just take Crosby, Stills, and Nash for one instance. Um, three singers, uh, always competing for more stage time, and uh, Three Dog Night, um, I guess in 1970, began a run of hit single after hit single after hit single, and they were a fantastic band live. Uh, a great band. The guitar player, uh, Michael Alsop, is alive still. Uh, Danny Hutton is the only one. He's 81 or two years old. And this was his band. He, he, uh, he uh, formed the band. And Chuck Negron, uh, who has one of the best, best voices anybody has ever heard, um, ruined his life with heroin until he got straight. Uh, Corey Wells, the, uh, who is also just incredible, died a few years ago with little or no fanfare there was it wasn't even mentioned on their on their site which just pissed me off to no end mm. at uh, denny hutton their drummer uh was a black dude who named uh, floyd sneed who was just incredible 80 years old he died yesterday i just saw that mm. floyd sneed and he had his um his own own page with his own kind of merch, but he left that band a long, long, I mean, years ago. So they're down to two guys in the band because the keyboard player died, um, and they have a bunch of guys and uh, Danny Hutton and the guitar player, and that's it. And they still tour. I don't. Uh, there's there's an audience, I guess, out there for them, but um, really sad that that band had a chance and they could have gotten back together again, but now they're all dead. So uh, Floyd Steed was 80 years old. Man. Mm. I don't, I, all these old people are really bumming me out. Uh, See, you're like dying. my husband. Mm. You're, you're like my husband in thinking that 80 is old these days. Well, I just read this Maybe thing 90, yesterday but... about um, how there is a... a a, a, a big shift in the perception of what is old. Um, 
there are 600,000 people in America that are 100 years old. And wow. they, they talked about how people in their 70s, that's when they are the happiest because everything is behind them for the most part and they've retired. Most people yeah. it says here are retire in their early 60s and or 65 uh, just to get out of it and they've, they, they've just had, you know, stop it. But in the 70s, they're the happiest and the most joyful. The 80s, up to 85, they say it's, you know, pretty pretty smooth and pretty enjoyable. The key to it, though, is is your health and how you treat your body before of you course. get there. And um, there was a thing about um, the obvious things, exercise and your diet and finding your joy and all of that stuff to keep you happy uh, as you age because uh, you, your uh, body begins to break down in some cases. And all that is in part, well, it, they said that it's about 20% your DNA, uh, and that's all. And the rest of it is your habits in your entire life, what you eat, how you exercise, and that's what keeps you going and, and just the will to live. Some people die, I guess, because they want to. Um, but um, anyway, 100 years old, all those people, 600 thousand people are a hundred years old that in is this country. a lot coming up we're going to do a uh, uh there's a story about a fantastic song from 1970 one more instance here of a of, of an old tune in a tv show becoming a hit again 1970 was, was when this song first came out it was a an incredible tune and a pretty big hit a, a top 10 hit and now it is back on the charts because of an episode of a show on HBO. We're going to uh, use that after the story and play you a theme song based upon, well, we'll just get there when we do it, all right? Um, in the meantime, what else was I going to say? I, don't, I totally spaced it off now. I forgot. Anyway, here is uh, one of the great tunes from Billy Joel's uh, album, 50 Second Street. It's called Stiletto. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at DrakeCallMemphis.com. All right, so you're stuck in your house all day again. Um, there, there just aren't that many folks out, and the ones that I've seen out, there are some bad wrecks um, with trucks jackknifed and all that stuff. So you ought to take this, I would think, pretty seriously. Because it is, it's still cold and everything. In uh, South Haven, it's uh, a dusting of snow, maybe a little bit more than a dusting, but it is, it is ice, and there's more of it coming tonight, and then things turn into rain and, and get warmer, and it'll wash all this mess away and make it muddy, and that'll be fun, yeah. and then it'll be 60 by the weekend. Good to be here in the here in the mid south, where every day is something different. So if you're stuck at home, let me tell you, just give you some ideas about what you might want to watch. Since I spend a good, I, I, I try to watch, you know, all this stuff. Not not all of it, because it's impossible. And some of these uh, services really produce great content consistently. And I have to think that Netflix is the one that does the best job of it. 
they crank out new stuff all the time and much of it is of their own doing and their their own you know making and they don't do it just in this country it's from all over the world the international shows are usually great they go to Poland they go to Australia and they produce some great great films and uh, TV shows so the ones that I have been kind of plugged into the the uh, movie Netflix uh, that's that's on that is on there called you people is laugh out loud funny and it's about you know, the issues of the day it's um it's about racism uh, it's about a black kid marrying a white boy uh, she's the girl he's the guy it's Eddie Murphy and uh, and and uh, Jonah Hill and um, it's it's really good on Peacock there's a new show called Poker Face Natasha Leone who was the star of the really really great show called um, Russian Doll is the star of this and she has uh, this uncanny gift of being able to tell when somebody is lying or not which makes her a whiz at playing cards and I watched the uh, first show now Peacocks has ads which was annoying uh, but she made a fortune uh, playing poker uh, but now the episode took a big turn there are four episodes up now but she's really good and really funny and um, it is worth your time the other things if you liked Homeland which is long gone there's a show on Netflix entitled um, Fauda F-A-U-D-A it is um, uh, the, it is a present-day thing I would think because these battles between the Muslims and the Jews and and suicide bombings and killings and stuff never really stop this show is and the word is intense and every episode there's something in it there you know suicide bombers and who's in charge of this and who's in charge of that there are four seasons uh, shows are about a half hour long but if you want something to to, to, I mean, it just keeps you on the edge of your seat constantly because they make sure that something happens about every three or four minutes, something intense. And it, it is really, um, it um, is suspenseful. It, I'm on season two, and uh, there are like 12 shows per season, but it's really, it's, um, it just shows you the real life, you know, workings of, that part of the country and how how messed up it is I guess just all the time there's that one uh, and then the one that we mentioned early on that I found last night that I would if people find different things funny and I I can't think of anything that I have seen in a long long time that is this smart and this amusing and it made me laugh out loud from the I, I didn't know what to expect from it and if you watched Afterlife on Netflix, there were three seasons. Uh, Mr. Gervais, Ricky Gervais, did, did the show. And he played the part of a writer of a small-town English newspaper. And this actress who is uh, in the show, she was Kath in that show. And her name is Diane Morgan. She is very British. She is very dry. And she began to do some little segments on a BBC show 
as a girl named, her last name is Kunk. Yes, they were pushing it there and almost got there, <laughs> but they, they, put, they used mm -hmm. AK. Um, so this is a documentary. Well, it's a mockumentary. As she goes around the world explaining the evolution of Earth uh, from the cavemen to, I guess, well, it, there are only five shows. They're a half hour long. It is hysterical from start to finish. If you like the British humor, the dry humor, um, besides Monty Python, who else can we talk about from England who does the dry humor? I mean, there was a time long ago when uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore had a, a comedy team, and they were a big deal. But this, this was this, this, that was a long, long, long time back, and the Python Boys were what late sixties? Yeah. Through the 70s? I mean, they did the movies in the 70s. Right. Who else from that place who has a, you know, dry, dry, cynical look at a comedy? Well, anyway, she does this and she interviews people that are experts on history in various forms, from art to music. And she travels all over the world and explains the history of this building and just the birth of various kinds of... Uh, it's hard to explain. You've got to see it to realize how, 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 how endlessly laugh out loud. Uh, it's just that, that funny. Maybe it's just me, but I don't think so because all the reviews that I've seen from those that, that, that you know, do reviews and from the average you know, folks are, they just are raving about this show. It's going to be a big deal. And it is on Netflix. It premiered yesterday, Kunk on Earth. And the headline says uh, why this show is Nef is a Netflix uh, funniest show in years. And it is. And if you see it, you'll understand why. Unless you don't, well, I don't know who would not like this, but it's just, she's very deadpan. That's, um, makes sense. And very funny. Okay. That's her, yeah. Uh, if you saw her as, as a Kath on Afterlife, she didn't have a gigantic part in that show, but she was kind of a sad and lonely person. In this, she is extremely dry and funny. And this clip, play the last one, uh, here is a sample of her interviewing some of the experts. Now, the experts knew that she was making this mockumentary. They did not know the questions that she'd be asking them. So they're a bit off guard as she asked them the most absurd things you can imagine. And this goes on. There are just five shows. I watched the first four last night and saved one for today. I It's... It is, I would say, we all need to laugh. Watch this show. Here is a little piece of the audio of her interviewing some of the folks uh, about, but just about the history and the things that she is discovering about it. Roll it. The Olympics, athletes had to compete in the nude. So they did compete naked. And um, there are writings about this being quite an erotic sight in some cases. With wrestling, with all that wriggling about, 
They'd have seen right up their bumholes and everything. Couldn't they censor it for people watching it in the auditorium? Modesty patches or something. Modesty. Or ask people to close their eyes each time someone bends over. <laughs> I think that probably wouldn't have worked. But you'd have seen right up their bumholes. In some cases, people might have done. Did Zeus really approve of that? Was Beethoven good at music? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's considered to be the best composer of Western classical music ever. Beethoven wrote that song that goes, da-da-da-dum, da-da-da-dum. What do those lyrics mean? Um, well, it's a really strong orchestral motif. It's just the word dumb over and over again. Is it a dig at his audience or is it German for something? With the Beethoven's symphonic music, um, it's all just instruments, so there are no words to these pieces at all. No lyrics? How are we supposed to know what it's about if it doesn't have lyrics? It's literally meaningless. Why was it so dangerous to show Elvis from the waist down? Was he naked underneath, like a pervert on a Zoom call? <laughs> he wasn't naked. He moved his hips around a lot in a, in a very sort of... Uh, sexual manner and there was a lot of anxiety that young women yeah. might be might be a little bit too turned on yeah. by Elvis. People were prudish back then weren't they? If they saw his penis they'd probably have a stroke wouldn't they? <laughs> probably. I don't think that would have made it onto the meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's not a joke. What's funny about that? If they saw his penis they'd have a stroke. That's no laughing matter. We're talking about people's lives here. <laughs> I'm entering a cave, not by mistake or because I'm a wolf, but because I've been specifically asked to come here by the producers to look at cave art. Cave paintings like these are one of the first examples of civilization on Earth. Don't worry, it gets better. <laughs> Early cave artists started out painting whatever was close to hand, like their hands. Then they branched out into stories, initially just boring stories about cows standing still. But soon they began creating white-knuckle fight scenes like this. Humans versus cows 2D. To a caveman, this was the thrilling equivalent of Fast and Furious Part 7. <laughs> and th this, uh, it's... Um absurdist uh, humor at its at its very best and how she doesn't break herself up I don't know yeah there must have been some times because the, I mean every show is like this and it it doesn't stop and the writing is it's just a masterpiece uh, it's an instant classic I think um, but it's um, it's up to you to decide what you think is funny but it is extremely entertaining and she is just great on camera and the writing top notch so very we can all use a laugh so mm -hmm. uh, i would suggest that you watch this it's just great and you people is great and then there is a show on hbo i have not watched but i guess i'm gonna have to the last of us it's a post-apocalyptic story and from what i can can gather there's a guy and this young girl who is the last hope um for the world to produce. I, I don't quite know what the plot is. Uh, Nick Offerman is one of the stars. He's a great actor. And um, this show, like a few more, uh, Stranger Things, 
took a tune by Kate Bush that was never a hit and used it in the show several times. And the song went to the top of the charts in England and elsewhere because of its exposure on that show. What was the other song that did that? By Metallica? Is that what it was? Yeah. What yeah. show was it in? I can't that remember was, what it was. It was Stranger Things also. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, this one was in, this was from 1970. <clears throat> and this singer um, had a number of hits in the 70s and the 80s. And she's been ill for a long time. No pun intended. And um, she doesn't tour. She's, I don't remember exactly what her condition is, but she hasn't been in the public eye for a long time. But this song was um, just, a, just a gorgeous tune and one of her first big hits. And so they use it three times in the most current episode of The Last of Us. And it was on this past Sunday. The streaming of that tune on Spotify increased 4,900% to the week before it. Because it was used three times in the show. It's a beautiful song. And we're going to play this for you. And then play a little theme set here. Who are the artists involved in this that have a theme with the word long in it? We've got the Little River Band, we've got the Foo Fighters, and then we've got Surprises. All right. Linda Ronstadt, one of the greatest, and she hasn't been around for 20 years. But this song has endured, and it is um, was a great choice. And now I have to watch the show. Here is Ronstadt's tune that is now back on the charts. Long, long time. This is Drake Digital. <laughs> 